You know, uh, it's, it's, it's killing them to say That's this right. stuff. Are you serious? Look at these numbers. Going. I, I actually went through. I went through the dashboard. Uh, and I clicked on all their different dashboards, and you right. see the trend going down. But you know, no, don't look at that. Look at the look at the average. The average is what matters right. now. So look, quit, quit trying to make us. You know, life sucks enough. We we really don't need you guys. Uh, hammering us, hitting us with a baseball bat in the face every day. You know what? I'm just, I'm tuning them out now. I'm not going to pay attention to these people anymore because it's just, that's all they're doing. Uh, you know, I, I found this story. I'm sure you saw it too because you're a big fan of John Cleese, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, he's talking oh, here yeah. about how the woke culture, the cancel culture, is killing comedy. And he goes mm. on about how, you know, uh, he has people to come up to him that are now 70 because. <laughs> They watched him when they were kids, when they were 20, 50 years ago. Since they got a tear in their eye, thank you for making me laugh, you know. Thank thank you for helping me develop a, a sense of humor. But he said today, because of the cancel culture, and who said that the other day? Who was the director who said it the other day? The oh, cancel culture? Uh, last week, I, I, uh, oh, Oliver Stone. Yeah. Oliver Stone. Uh, Oliver Stone. Yeah. Right. So, John, and yeah, that's what ahead. Cleese is saying. Yeah. So Cleese, no, I was just saying to say Cleese is saying the same thing that you know what? You people in the cancer culture, you're killing comedy. We can't be funny anymore because uh, whatever we say and however we say it and he talked about how there's a funny way to make fun of people. There's a cruel way and we call that bullying, but there's a funny way to make fun of people. If you got somebody who's perfect, you can't make fun of them. You need some, you need to make fun of their flaws. But you know, here's the problem: when even the people that we turn to to for escapism, whether that's sports or whether that is, you know, comedians or they do the television shows like a Rob Reiner or Alyssa Milano or Cher. Yesterday, Cher said. Quote, Washington is so lucky I'm not in office. I would be protesting on Capitol steps, swearing like a sailor. Blank those oh, heartless great. Republican gutter rats. Um, what yeah, happened also to known as, Also known as who cares, Cher. That's her full name. Yeah, that's who right. cares, Cher. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. I, you know, it's, so. it's sad. And I, you know, especially with, with John Cleese. I mean, I, I'm one of those kids that grew up just mainlining Monty Python. I mean, mm-hmm. it, most of my sense of humor really a lot of it comes from that Mm -hmm. place that monty python lived in which was absurdist it was sarcastic it was uh it was uh uh, satirical it was bizarre and you i watch those episodes now i watch a lot of now uh, on netflix and there's there's you know stuff that happens in pretty much every episode of monty python's flying circus that would not fly it would never get on the air today but exactly. that's what's so funny about it. And he's right. And, you know, funny funny also is one of those things that can't have too many rules attached to it. You know what I mean? In order to be, yeah. in order to be genuinely funny, you sometimes yep. have to say the most offensive things. But, but now you can't. Right. It's not about being mean or bullying You're somebody. You're out of business. It's about pointing something out. And he's. And it's funny to me that John Cleese and Oliver Stone, both of whom you know, had careers that were extraordinarily edgy for their time. I mean, Oliver Stone did a lot of crazy stuff in film with his movies that, you know, shot, was shocking to a lot of folks back in the day. Yeah, So it's interesting sure. that those two are the ones who are coming out and saying, this cancel culture is basically killing art and killing entertainment and killing humor. Well, you want, you they're wanna, both you, right. They're absolutely right. They're both right. And you want to take that into our industry? Uh, the, the music producers in, in, in our industry, the radio industry, the music producers went formulaic years oh, ago. Yeah. We, we saw it happen with all the formats. You mentioned Richard Marks the other day. There's no <laughs> difference between a, a, and that's, you know, that's old school, but that's back in, this is when it began back in the 90s. There's no difference between a Richard Marks, Michael Bolton, and a Kenny G record. They were all the same, you know, and many times they played on each other's records, and they were all the same. And, and country did the same thing too country went real right. formulaic so whatever worked for garth is what all the others began to do and 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 it really it just became they wanted to be non-offensive man you wouldn't have david allen Coe these days <laughs> he wouldn't make it five seconds right. these days and that's the issue is that 
and, and I think that's what John Cleese was saying, is that now you have to be so politically correct that it's killing comedy in this world. It's killing movies because they have to be so straight up, so correct. You can't do anything that's irreverent. And and I think irreverent humor is hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Irreverence <laughs> is my life's philosophy. That's basically how I live my life. I live my life in a the constant, irreverent, reverend. unrelenting state of irreverence. Yeah, you know, and because if you can't look at the things we revere from a perspective of, uh, in a sense, comedy or humor, sometimes you you miss the truth of that thing, and and I think that's what he's saying. So you know, I, I you know, it's it's true. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be a stand up comic comic these days. I mean, I, I tried it when I was young, and it's a very difficult thing to do. But yeah. to try to do that now. Forget you it. Know, and you know me. I Forget pretty much it. take it as far as you can go on the air. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, well, okay, so here's an example. The night show, you know, I, I, try to keep, I have to keep it in with, within certain constraints. But, baby, if I could really say what I'm thinking on the air, you know. Well, the, here's, the, here's the an example. Would have the, other day, the other day I was, on, uh, I was going down the rabbit hole. You know, you go down the rabbit hole online. Oh, yeah. Ended up uh, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. And oh, yeah. uh, he says, I'm going to bring out the funniest man on, on the planet right now. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Richard Pryor. And he thought, and every time he introduced Richard Pryor, he said he was the funniest man alive. He would go, mm-hmm. Johnny Carson would leave his house, which he never did, leave his house and go see Richard Pryor do a stand-up routine down at the club. Oh, yeah. And that's how much he loved it. And Another so uh, he, he brings him out, and he's just, he's got you rolling. Mm. And funny and irreverent and all of those things that John Cleese is talking about Richard Pryor was doing, which led me to Red Fox doing a stand-up routine over in <laughs> Las Vegas. Fox. yeah. Whoa, Whoa. baby. Wouldn't fly so today, no, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Neither one of those guys would make it today. Neither no. one of them. They'd be... They'd be, they'd be locked up. And, and be Richard Pryor is probably, I think, the greatest comedian this country ever produced. I mean, hilarious. He, 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 not only was he funny, but he played characters in his routine, and he would put you in a certain setting, and, and you were there because of how he was doing it. Absolutely. And very Absolutely. often, deeply. I think Eddie Murphy is probably number two on that list. And you can't watch Raw or Delirious today. It would never get on the air today. No way. No <laughs> way. It's All the right. funniest stuff you'll ever see. That's right. And we need more of that. More of that, please. Make us laugh. All right. So uh, I want to tell you about Alamo Water Softeners, 210-274-6122, 210-274-6122. When you want the best in water flowing into your home, then you want Alamo Water Softeners. You just can't go with whatever the city's pumping into your pipes. Forget about that. All right? They do a decent job of cleaning it up, making it good, making it presentable, all that stuff. But you want it soft, number one. Soft water is the way to go. We have hard water around here and secondly you want it to be clean and they can do both of those things for you with alamo water softeners reverse osmosis drinking water unit i'm drinking some right now i got a uh just a huge uh one of those you know those insulated mugs full of uh, ice water it's so good and so pure nothing floating in it you know that kind of thing uh and alamo water softeners can do that for you they can really take the impurities out of the water they can soften your water and give you a great customer experience all at the same time alamo water softeners 210-274-6122 give them a call right now that accuweather forecast you know it's short and sweet it's going to be sunny and hot for the next three days 100 100 and 100 are the high san antonio's news traffic and weather station news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 where embers flare up we must engage immediately and that's what we're doing this is the science-based approach and it's good with us all right, so 719, Ware and Rima, Trey Ware, Sean Rima, here on KTSA every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9. It's our final push last couple of days for Operation Interdependence, brought to you by KTSA and Kitchen Designs by Giovanni. You can check it out, KTSA.com. That's KTSA.com. It's brought to you in part by our wonderful sponsors. That's Airtron, Alamo Water Softeners, Window World, and the Institute for Functional Health. Town Hall tonight on Kids Going Back to School, 7 to 8 p.m., hosted by the city. Um... Uh, it's going to be on the city website. It's going to be the city TV channel. It's going to be on the city Facebook page. You could dial into a special number and listen to it on the phone. Why is the city hosting a back-to-school special, a back-to-school town hall? <laughs> well, very not obviously, so they could. It's not their job. You're right. It's not their responsibility. But also, so they can stack up the town hall with people who only agree with them about you know schools. 
and uh, <laughs> well, keep, of course. keep a discussion going that makes it sound like people agree with Ron Nuremberg, but you know, in actuality, a lot of us do want the schools to open. They wouldn't do know, that. They wouldn't do the that. CDC. They wouldn't play games with that. No. They wouldn't play games with that. No. No. Uh -uh. They would never like stack this, uh, any kind of uh, panel with people that only agree with them. No. Like this Arizona State University professor who tw posted on Twitter for years about social justice issues and then detailed her fight with COVID-19. And then somebody last week came on her Twitter account and said she just died from COVID-19. She talked about leaving, you know, uh, go going out and go leaving everywhere and, and because she had to flee Alabama because of the oppression of queer folk in Alabama, she said. And I had to come to Arizona and become a, a professor in Arizona. And then I caught COVID, and then she went through the whole thing about how bad COVID was, and it's terrible, and this is what I'm living with with COVID. And then somebody else comes on and says, hey, I was a friend of this professor, and she's dead now from COVID because you people didn't do what you were supposed to do. You didn't wear your mask. You didn't go out right. You didn't stay home. You didn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. You didn't watch it. You people are disgusting. You had, you knew, you know, she's dead now and all that kind of stuff. And then people started to pile on and say, I can't believe you people treating a, a Native American this way. She died of COVID. COVID. You people are discussing, you know, everybody started tweet. Right. Well, then comes out that the whole thing was made up. The woman <laughs> was admitted. A, was, was a hoax? It's all a fraud. The woman, the, the professor, the gay professor from Alabama who went to uh, Arizona and who died of COVID never, never existed. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> They're just making people up now. They're just making people. You mean they're just making people up now? A gay Native American. I mean, uh, that doesn't sound who contrived at all, does it? A gay who Native American who died of the COVIDs. That doesn't sound anything like some kind of liberal puke invention. Oh come on! The whole she never even existed. Never yeah, even but existed. see, that's the Made thing. And I, I I I posted this last night, and it's you know I I honestly <laughs> believe this. The tr you know, we were watching the George Floyd leaked video last night, the new video, and, and shows a kind of a different, you know, adds some uh, some other some new chapters to that story, shall we say? Yes, it does. And and uh, my wife said, hey, "Look at this," and I'm like, "It doesn't matter. The truth doesn't matter. This doesn't matter." Okay, it, the outrage is all that matters. With this woman, they made up. Do you think the people who are so stinging outraged are now going to take to their social media platform and say, I'm so sorry I said all those nasty things not. about people who not wear, don't wear masks? No, of course not. I, what they're going to say up. is, well, if she existed, then you people would, this is how you treat. It's kind of right. like the old bit that I read yesterday that was oh, written yeah. by the dude's wife who said, you people are so disgusting, he's dead today because, uh, you, you know, and he was real, and, and she was real, and that's how people feel if you don't toe the line, they're going to guilt you into towing the line they're going to guilt you into separation they're going to guilt you into suspicion of your uh people that you you know that are around you right. every day it's that's how they're doing it it's, you know our own mayor said he doesn't have to fine you for not wearing a mask what your punishment is going to be the guilt. guilt you feel from all the people are going to die that's right just yeah. a mass murdering weirdo not wearing your mask you know and it's like <laughs> come on guys you know what it just a break. You know what, Ron? Your Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. None of you. I just it I don't doesn't care. have any. I don't feel guilty about nothing. No. Nope. You know, I wear the damn mask, but I think it's a bunch of crap, to be honest with you. And I say that every day. But you know, this this shaming stuff and this outrage. Who cares how you feel? Who cares what outrages you? The truth doesn't matter to these people. It doesn't matter. You put the no. truth right in front of their faces. It does doesn't change a thing. So what is the point? How valid is the outrage? It's not valid at all. It's yeah. just a lot of hot air, really, coming through your Well, mask. you know, here's another one. <laughs> you know, I've told you, we've, we've, we've had this discussion about how the most powerful people on a college campus are the football players because they pay the bills. On right. Saturday afternoon, for three hours, they make all the money for the school. And people get mad at me for saying that, but okay, get mad. I don't really care. So that's a fact. When you're talking about Division One football players, if they say, particularly if you got a, a high-caliber one that's going to say, you know what, I ain't playing Saturday if you don't do this, that, or the other. Mm. Well, guess what's going to happen at that college? They're going to do this, that, and the other. Right. TCU, their coach, Gary Patterson, is the winningest coach in TCU, Texas Christian University, the winningest coach at Texas Christian University in the history of the university. He's got a little brat. He calls him a brat, Dylan Jordan, 
who came from Pitt down to TCU. Dylan right. Jordan uses the N word all the time. Okay, he's a he's a black guy. He uses the N word. Right. Coach Patterson told him to quit using the N-word. But when Coach Patterson told him not to use the N-word anymore, Coach Patterson used the word. Don't say that mm, word. Right. And he used it anymore around here. Well, then the player, the brat that he calls him, went crazy and said, you're, you're using the N-word. And he went on social media. He's using the N-word. <laughs> Come on. He started telling me, He's, we want to boycott the program. I'm not going uh, to practice. I'm not going to go to practice. I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to get ready for the season. And if he doesn't stop it right now and apologize for using the N-word, then blah, 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 blah. So Coach Patterson said, um, okay, I'm sorry, but and I shouldn't have used the entire word. But don't use the N-word in my program. And other players are coming his, to his defense, coming to the coach's defense. Other players are going, he he used the N-word telling you not to use the N-word. But okay, whatever. So that's the kind of cancel culture right. crap that is going on out there. He shouldn't have used it. It's an offensive word. No doubt about that. Don't use that word. But the player's using it. He's telling the player not to use it. And the player turned it completely around. Turned that, it completely and that's a perfect around. example of how the whole cancel culture works. It's not. It doesn't matter right. what I'm doing. It doesn't. As long as I'm part of the cool crowd, it doesn't matter what I do or what I say. It only matters what you do and what you say. Uh, the the object of my outrage, and and it, that's where I say it's completely invalid. It, it, there's no truth to it at all, because when new information comes around on any given story or any given issue that changes the dynamic of that, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I mean, you want to take a trip in the Wayback Machine, think about uh, Michael Brown and uh, Derek Wilson, Officer Wilson. All right. Our own government, Eric Holder's own DOJ, the Civil Rights Commission, determined after an investigation there was no injustice in the Michael Brown case. Darren Wilson did Didn't everything did properly. That's right. Doesn't matter. They Doesn't still matter. use Michael Brown's image and his and his and his, and his, uh, his uh, the the example of him uh, as uh, some hands up don't shoot thing. And there was nothing racist or unjust unjust about it. But it doesn't matter. They still say, hands up, don't shoot. They still right, say it. doesn't it. matter. They still say it. They do. And it was a load then, and it's even more of a load yep. of you-know-what now. I'll say BS. All right, a uh, quick break with Warren Rhyme. We'll come back on the other side and see what else we can get into here. Yeah? As we cancel the cancel culture. That's what we're doing right here on KTSA with Warren Rhyme. You know, in business, you got to be efficient. you got to save money wherever you can. That's why I love, love telling you about Bridgehead IT, Bridgehead IT. IT is supremo now, and we're not going back. You're not going back to a card file system on your desk. Not happening. Uh, the desktop unit or the phone that you carry in your hand, not going away. In fact, it's only going to increase more of its prevalence in business. Business can work faster. Business can work smarter. Business can be more profitable, but you have to have a great IT staff. It doesn't make sense for most of us to hire an IT staff to sit around and wait for something to go wrong. Right? Ha! But you got Bridgehead IT, who is local, been around for 20 years, no contracts at all, which means they have to earn your business every single job, and they can take care of all of your IT issues on-site and off-site. There are no, hey, okay, we'll call you back in six hours. No. You call them or you send them an email, and bam, they're on your IT issue right now. Many times, if you have them monitoring your stuff, many times they can find something wrong, fix it before you even know it was wrong. That's Bridgehead IT. Total commitment to your satisfaction and to your business success. BridgeheadIT.com and on the phone at 210-477-BC.com. Bringing America back. Get what you need to know at KTSA.com. Last week, former White House Press Secretary Joe Lockhart, he worked, of course, for Bill Clinton. He's a Democrat, supportive of your husband, said, quote, whatever you do, don't debate Trump. Wondering if you can settle this for us. Will the vice president debate Donald Trump this fall? Oh, yes, he will. I think they've already, um, I think it's three debates that they um, decided on. So, yeah, he'll be I there. All right, so uh, that's Jill Biden. We want to talk about that in a second. But first, Sean, I want to clean up a couple things here real fast. Uh, let's go back to our last conversation. We were talking about the TCU coach being criticized for using the N-word, telling one of his players not to use the N-word. 
right? Right. And so, and the whole cancel culture going after him now and jumping on him. Well, I'll say the same thing about the N-word that I say about Black Lives Matter. If Black Lives Matter, then they matter all the time, whether it's a police officer that uh, a black person is involved with or it's a gang member killing a nine-year-old black child up in uh up in chicago black lives matter and they sh- and and if you say that then you have to say that it matter they matter all the time not you can't just pick and choose and say well black lives matter when it's a white person who kills them not when it's black on black crime that's not they don't we don't, it doesn't, it doesn't apply there you can't say that and the same thing is true about the n-word if it's offensive then it's offensive no matter who uses it and for a black football player to criticize a coach for using the word <laughs> telling right. him not to use the word it's if it's offensive it's offensive all the, either it's offensive or it's not and if it's offensive and we've all agreed that it's offensive then it's offensive no matter who uses it well i agree with you and and you know what's going on in the cities as far as black on black crime is off the charts right now but again it doesn't matter what you and i think about that what reasonable, logical people think. Of course, the N-word should be just as offensive when a black person uses it as when a white person uses it. But it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's oper- you're, they're operating from multiple standards at one time. So, again, the truth doesn't matter in, in this regard. Of course. I agree. Of course. And, and, you know, when nine, when if it's offensive, kids, it's offensive. When little kids are getting blown away by, because of drive-bys in these cities. Yep. And you're telling me you you don't want to address that you 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 want to if I bring that up in a white guy I'm the racist. Yep. You're the one saying black lives matter. Well, very obviously those black lives don't matter because you don't want to talk about it. What you know exactly? Uh, it 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 serve, it doesn't serve your outrage. Uh, your your outrage is only served and your 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 destruction and your anarchy and your violence is validated and your rage is only validated when it's a white person killing a black person. Well, so and it's the only it's thing true. they're concerned with. It's true of people saying all lives matter too. They get canceled too. They, oh, yeah. that's, that's all. You can't say it's that, racist. man. You say all lives matter. You know, all oh, you're just matter. a racist if you say, yeah, boy. You know, all uh, lives and, matter. And so people get canceled. <laughs> yeah. And I'm telling you what's going to happen. I, I know this is going to happen. It may not happen this year. It may not happen in two years. It's going to happen. You keep this up, there's going to be a big pushback against all this, and you're going to lose a whole, whole, whole lot of ground. Uh, if, if you're into this whole new segregation, and that's what a lot of this is, is a whole new segregation segregation and dividing us uh okay you're you're, you're gonna have to live as you said before you have to live with the world that you create and you're created mm-hmm. divided and segregated world after this and country after this country had finally come together and it's all what's the shame of it is it's all because of politics it's all because they hate one guy it's <laughs> it, it. it is and and you know it's it's there are some folks who are starting to wake up to the fact that the progressives of this country have been using the black and Hispanic communities for generations and yet never doing a damn thing for them. And, that, right. you know, and I think they are waking up to that. I think a lot of this cancel or a lot of this BLM stuff. Look, the people, the folks who are buying, the, who are who are applying for background checks for legal weapons, the group that is doing it more than anybody else right now are black people. Black people. What does that people. tell you? It tells you yep. that they know this situation is horrible, and I'm going to have to protect myself because these idiots are defunding the cops. Well, everything moves in a, in a pendulum, right? Right. And so as you're pushing really hard on this, you're going to get a pushback eventually. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a prime example. A prime example. Who elected Donald Trump? Who, who brought about the emergence and the election of Donald Trump? Who did that? It was Barack Obama uh-huh. and all of his stuff he was doing far to the left when he was yanking this country way over to socialism and Marxism for eight years. Donald Trump was the response. So you guys need to think about that. You need there to think long and no, hard about There would have been no President Donald Trump if not for President Barack Obama. That precisely. Is a true thing. That's that precisely. Because people um, are sick of it all, just sick of it. That's right, and they snap back real quick. Uh, let's talk for just a second here about Jill Biden. We just played that soundbite coming out of the news there, and she was confirming in that soundbite that there is, you know, there will be three debates. Well, first of all, I don't believe her anymore. Than I believe her husband. So that's the first thing. So I, you know, we'll see. There might be three debates. Uh, 
she denied that he had a cognitive decline. We all know that he has cognitive decline. We all know it's really, really bad because all you got to do is hear him speak or see him. And all you got to do really is see a, a current picture of him. He doesn't even have to be live and animated. You can see a picture of him and see, wow, you know, that lost look in his eyes. But the the, the number one thing that speaks to his cognitive decline is the fact that she's doing the interviews. Right. <laughs> she's the one they're putting out there she's... instead of him. They won't put him out there. And, and they're hiding him and won't allow unless unless it's a scripted interview where the answers are written in front of him they won't do it man and they're putting her out there to answer questions about his cognitive decline answer questions about whether or not there's going to be a debate instead of putting him out there that says it all right there well well it does and she's been doing a lot of that on this campaign you know oh, yeah. uh, it, 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 by by virtue of the fact that she's there tells you that there's something going on with him you know and uh I don't know, man. I mean, debates. Uh, I, 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 I hope there are some debates, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be very strange and sad to watch. When she says that he suffered no cognitive, uh, you know, de- de- degeneration or what have you, you know what's weird about her saying that? With it, if, if what she's saying is true, then Joe Biden isn't doesn't having a, you know, uh, some kind of senility problem or dementia problem. Okay, he's just that out of it and that stupid. <laughs> if you right. if you take That's away the medical condition that we all think that he's going through, what well, you're saying that is that all years. the stupid stuff he says is coming right out of his head. You know, it, it, uh, well, so which is worse? Bob Gates wrote the book and said Joe Joe Biden has been wrong on every single foreign <laughs> policy thing since he's right. been for the last 50 years. For the last 50 years, he's been absolutely wrong. And that's that's ab- absolutely right. He has been wrong. But uh, you're right. If he doesn't have cognitive decline, then he doesn't have an excuse for the dumb stuff he says, the right. a- actual stupid stuff he says. But my point is that would be like... CNN interviewing Melania about the COVID-19 response from the White House uh, team. People would mock that. Why are you you asking her? Yeah. It would be be mockable because it would be silly. But Jill Biden, (laughs) roll her out. Speak yeah. for the old man because he can't do it himself. They would never settle and, for and that. You know, and they, you know what? CNN and would it. never settle for that. No, all they, if Melania did such a thing, they would call her every name in the book. Sure, all right. and they'd say, "Where's but, the old man? Where's the? We'll put the old man on. We want to talk to him." That's what they would do. But see, in the world of double standards, they roll her out, thinking, "Well, she's his wife. No one's going to make fun of her or ask her any right. questions." Right. She's his wife, and then they'll feel bad. Mm-hmm. And we can get up, go after them for, you know, mansplaining to his wife. So you know, it, it's. Yeah. It's pure politics. It's it's pathetic. You know, I, I I'm starting to think like you that maybe there's a ringer coming in at some point because hello Michelle, you can't she's knocking put at the him door. on a debate stage. You can't put him on a split screen debate. You know, yep. it, it, Michelle, right? Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm, Michelle, she's knocking President at the door. Michelle, he, she, if, if they're gonna if they're gonna helicopter somebody in, either to replace him because he doesn't make it to the nomination. Right. Either to replace him or run as the VP, and he steps down and she takes over. I think that's it. All right, uh, a quick break. Warren Reimer continues on the other side. Wagner Holick Custom Homes. They do not have a menu of stock plans to choose from. Your dream home is their floor plan, and they want to design it specifically for you. Jonathan Torres and his team at Wagner Holick, they care about you. That's why they offer you a 10-year mechanical warranty so that you have all the peace of mind knowing your house was built the right way. Their team at Wagner Holick, they can cover all the faces of Dreaming and designing and developing your custom home. They take the guesswork out of these important decisions. There is no guesswork whatsoever. And at Wagner Holick, they want your dream home to be unique to you at no extra cost to you. See, that's the cool thing. You can have your dream home, your custom home, your home, not one that was site built years ago, you know, that somebody, you got to go in there and spend thousands to remodel because it doesn't fit your life. You can have your home custom made for you by Wagner Holick, and it doesn't cost you any more to build a custom home. So call them today at 210-625-8212. 210-625-8212. Wagner. Torres at the Institute for Functional Health. Through Operation Warp Speed, we're also mass-producing all of the most promising vaccine candidates, and we're determined to have a vaccine very quickly. A couple of days left on uh, 
KTSA and Kitchen Designs by Giovanni's 2020 version of Operation Independence, brought to you in part by Airtron, Alamo Water Softeners, Window World, the Institute for Functional Health, all the details at KTSA.com. Help us out. We only got a couple of days left. KTSA.com is where all the details are. Also, tonight at 9 o'clock in Garden Ridge at that Easy Mart where the guy shot the woman and killed her last week, 9 o'clock tonight in the parking lot of that Easy Mart, they're going to have a candlelight vigil to remember her. So if you want to go out there, it's at 2252 and 3009, the corner of that. That's 9 o'clock tonight. Night at Easy Mart. All right, Mr. Rima, hit me with something. Trey, today is a very yeah. important day. Do you know what today is? Okay. No. It's National uh-huh. Underwear Day. It is National oh. Underwear Day. Cool. Where we mm-hmm. we celebrate underwear. Uh, okay. I am on national the National Day calendar website, which I follow now, and tells me what every day is because every day is another uh-huh. some kind of day. And today sometimes it's not two or three national, different things. Well, today is not only National Underwear Day, it's National Oyster Day. Oh, and nice. I don't know why that bothers me. But I, I'm looking at the, uh, the, 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 <laughs> the section describing why we celebrate National Underwear Day. I'm curious why. It provides an opportunity to wear your favorite undergarments, boxers, briefs, panties, tidy whities no matter what you call them, our underthings provide a layer of comfort. And then it goes on to explain... This is a website for adults. Underwear is the layer of clothing worn closest to the body and under the outer clothing. Oh, nice. Right? Thanks. We, we know yeah. that. Uh-huh. <laughs> well. Who do you have to explain um, that to, I guess? <laughs> now, there is a picture on my Facebook page of me in my underwear. Now. Oh, God. The thing is. No. Well, the thing is, all you can see is the top portion of my white shirt. Right. Because I wear white. I wear white when I work out because you can bleach it. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I'm in right there in the shot on Facebook. But wh- how are you supposed to celebrate National Underwear Day? Do you take a picture of you in you or in your underwear and post it? Is that what you're supposed to do? And would you? Um, well, I'm not. I wouldn't do that because I have too much respect for my audience, and I, I would never want to <laughs> gross them out that badly. <laughs> Plus, Facebook, I'm not wearing any, so yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do with National See, Underwear Day. I mean, you didn't have we, to do that either. Do we, Why do don't we you wear a, it one day a year? It's National Underwear Day. Just wear it one day a year. Maybe we should today. You know, hang up underwear as decorations. You know, like streamers of underwear to celebrate National Underwear Day. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> do we really need a National okay. Underwear Day? I mean, sometimes no. these days get a little ridiculous. Like a National Oyster Day, mm-hmm. I know what to do. I'm going to go eat some oysters. All right. In what am underwear. I supposed to do on National Underwear Day? That's what I'm asking. Eat oysters. What are we supposed to do? Eat oysters. But, <laughs> eat oysters in your underwear. No. I mean, it's, it's real quick. No, you know, nobody should ever eat No one should ever eat oysters in their underwear. That's just wrong on so many different levels. Just no. I'm just saying um, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with National Underwear Day and Except otherwise, I, I guess just think about my underwear and be thankful. for I can't it, believe you so. eat oysters. I, I used to. My dad used to try to talk me into eating oysters, especially raw. He would get raw oysters. Oh, so the man, oh yeah, he would get two dozen on a half shell. Yeah, two brought out dozen. to him. Nice. two dozen, man. Well, yeah, he was bigger at that time, and uh, you know, several Lone Stars, mm. and he could sit there and eat them all and it's not really eating it's swallowing you're not eating you're swallowing you're not right? chewing on it and, you just swallow that down yeah man. eating is chewing you just swallow it, swallow it, it. Back. Yeah. yeah right and sipping on a lone star while smoking a cigarette all at the same time the man was amazing all right while smoking and he, a cigarette, right? he would talk me he would try to talk me into it i said i'm not touching that slimy thing are you kidding me oh. that's the worst thing in the world right there that's horrible horrible it's you a just little bit of that? heaven man a raw oyster yeah, oysters on the half share was a little bit of heaven a yeah bit that's, of horse your, that's your east coast it, no. a little dab of tabasco no thanks uh-huh not gonna do it wonderfulness not gonna happen not even in your underwear? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, it's date just, night. Let's eat oysters in our underwear. <laughs> underwear, yeah. At, like at we the did restaurant. When we were young. Oh, at the restaurant. You bet. Yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> well, All right. just well hey, just I just got, wanted uh, to just, let everybody know it's National Underwear Day. So thank you. I just got a note here. Uh, somebody said when you guys were talking about John Cleese and the movies and all that and how you know those would be canceled and would be offensive now, y'all didn't mention Mel Brooks. True. Oh, That's yeah. true. 
Absolutely. He would never make it today. Absolutely right. Cancel right away. All right, back in just a minute. More Warren Ryman next, KTSA. Talked in circles. He would go off oh, yeah. on the weirdest tangents, talking about all of a sudden he start talking about his wife and then his sister and which was which. And, you know, he would just go off on these weird tangents. And you never got any real policy. And you still don't have any real policy out of the man. He can criticize Donald Trump all day about his failure to test enough people and do this, that, and the other concerning uh, COVID. But what would you do then, Joe? And he can't answer the question. He's no. never answered that question. How would you fix it? What would you do different? He won't answer the question. Okay, look, this is a guy that's been in politics and been in government for the, you know his entire adult life. And all you really have to do to understand Joe Biden is ask yourself, well, what has he done in all that time? What major issue uh-huh. has he solved or, or brought uh-huh. some kind of closure to or whatever? What Nothing. has he done? He hasn't done anything. Nothing. Nothing of significance for anybody anywhere. And the other part of that is, too, and I think you and I have mentioned this before, um, these career politicians, this is why I hate career politicians, mm. um, they come along, they're, they're in it forever, and then they run for a higher office and tell you they're going to fix everything that they screwed up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they're going to fix Biden. all the stuff either that they screwed up or didn't do anything about before. Yeah. Why am you I going to vote uh, for you? You're the, you're the reason we are where we are. <laughs> I want to put you right. in office. You've been there forever. You've been there for 50 years. You did this. You're responsible that, for this. I ain't voting for you. <laughs> right. Play, you know, run that by me again, why I should vote for a guy who hasn't done anything. As You've been there forever. Why isn't racism solved? But you're right. As, yeah. as far as the issues of the day, all he says is Donald Trump screwed it up or Donald Trump is right. awful. He never yep. gets into specifics as far as what Donald Trump specifically has done wrong and what he specifically will do about it. You, you don't hear that right. at all. And you're not going nope. to. You know. um, Arkansas man took those seeds from China, planted them some big old white fruit now coming out. Uh, <laughs> told you not to plant them. Some big, big old white old fruit. White it looks fruit. like really? a huge, gigantic squash. It's white. And, you know, so now the ag department's like, we told you, man, don't do that. Now, you know, God, it's something like soil terrorism or something from China. What are you doing? <laughs> and the guy said, well, you know, I put America Grow on it, you know, and it just, it, and that uh, might be the problem. I'm not sure, but anyway. I wonder what it is. What are they, like uh, fruit bombs? <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously. Condoleezza Rice, she says oh, yeah. the problem of the left is they tell black people how to think. Amen. Preach that. That'll preach. Uh, remember oh, Joe Biden said Rice. you're not really black. Yeah, you're not really black if you don't vote for me. Go ahead. What were you going to say about her? Well, I'm just saying she's, you know, this is by counter-argument to anybody who claims that all conservatives are racists. I, yeah. if, if Condoleezza Rice ever ran for president, I, would, I wouldn't have to think about that vote. Tim would, Scott. She would have my vote immediately. She's one of the most impressive human beings this country has ever produced. But Tim she's Scott. Not really, she's not really black. Tim Scott, right, another one, exactly. They're not really black, Man. though. They're not, they're not really black. You understand that, right? Put, put me to the head of the line if Tim Scott ever runs. And Cond- oh, yeah. Condoleezza's not going to run. She's not going to do it. No, but no. Condoleezza or, or Tim Scott, that man ever run, he's got my vote immediately. That, oh, he is an amazing, impressive individual. And I love the fact that he wrote a book with Trey Gowdy. He would immediately put Trey in there as attorney general. Look out, world. That would be badass. <laughs> we're such horrible conservatives. We're, we're supposed to be racist, Trey. We're not supposed to be supporting people like this what's wrong with us uh, uh we're supporting a black guy <laughs> yeah we're, Is that we're, right? we're not we're not being yeah. the little racist that we're supposed to be that everybody says we are so i i don't know i didn't get my racist card it never it never I, came in the mail so you know i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing i'm going to be independent you, i'm not a republican i'm not a democrat i'm not a racist i don't see skin color <laughs> you know so did you did just, you get the latest dog whistle code from the white establishment because i haven't received mine yet so i know when there's oh a dog my god no i didn't get that or race code you know we, we get i did not get it points. Uh, no, you know we we laugh and we make fun, but there are people out there that believe this crap. So, <laughs> you think there are? You think people actually believe that? Well, they, they send they, out some sort of whenever they want to make something the racist, it's not even racist. Whenever they want to make something racist, it's not racist. It's, it's a dog whistle. So if you say I like geraniums, uh, then they somehow make it. Oh, that's a dog whistle for I hate black. Oh people. my god! Yeah, you, know? yeah, you love gera- you love geraniums. <gasps> You're horrible. racist. Yeah. Only, only white supremacists like geraniums. You know, it's a dog whistle. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the era in which we live. 
That whole thing about oysters, you know, that's that's racist right there. You're going to go eat oysters in your underwear. You're a racist. In your white you underwear. underwear eating. Your white underwear. <laughs> racist. Just put the hood on while you're at it. Actually, actually, they're blue, but the top is white. Oh, All right, I don't so. want to know. I don't want to know. Okay. Wanna... All right. Uh, Fine. Well, you asked, so I had to tell you. Uh, L.A. County supervisors voting to put defunding police on the <laughs> November ballot. We'll tell you about that. And one guy that you probably don't know his name, but he's really famous, really well-known in other circles, says that he did see a former president hanging out with Epstein. Going to tell you about that, too. We'll tell you about quarter moon plumbing, heat, and AC right now. It's hot out there, and we've been telling you about the weather. Then this week, it's just going to be super hot. That means your AC system will be under maximum loads of stress, maximum loads of stress. And if it breaks down for any reason or it's not cooling efficiently or whatever, you call our friends, the good guys at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, they respond immediately. Uh, they will get somebody to you to get you cooled off again. They don't want you to be hot. And they certainly don't want you to have, a plumbing, to have to live with a plumbing problem any longer than you absolutely have to. And that means 24-7. So if it's, you know, 3 a.m. on Sunday, you can call them and have them respond to you and get out, uh, get a truck to you. Uh, but no matter what the situation is, and they carry the name brands when it comes to AC units. For about $72 a month or so, you can have a brand new unit in your home, cooling efficiently and saving you money. If you've got an old system right now, I'm telling you, you're wasting money. And a quarter moon can save you a lot of money. 210-651-5899 is the magic number. 210-651-5899 for quarter moon plumbing, heat, and AC. Hey, we're in the final couple of days of KTSA and Kitchen Designs by Giovanni presenting Operation Interdependence 2020. Please head on over to KTSA.com and, uh, you know, all the details are there, how you can help out and what you can do so we can show support for our troops. Again, we're in the final couple of days right now, so we're down to it. It's brought to you in part by Airtron, Alamo Water Softeners, Window World, and the Institute for Functional Health. AccuWeather forecast, as I said, super hot. It is Wednesday, August 5th. going to be sunny and hot the next three days, 100, 100, and... San Antonio's Traffic and Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We proportionately are lower than almost all countries. We're at the bottom of the list. And we're, uh, relative to cases, also we're at the bottom of the list, which is a good thing being at the bottom of the list. Throw this at you real quick, and then uh, you can hit me with something real fast here. Eddie Irvine, he was, and still is, <laughs> he live, uh, um, ex-Formula One racer. Probably not familiar to people around here, but, I mean, superstar in that right. world internationally as a Formula One driver. Moved in, uh, you know, <laughs> the upper echelon of folk. Uh, got a lot of money and all that kind of stuff. And he would go to these big-time parties where Jeffrey Epstein would be, these bashes where Jeffrey Epstein would be. And guess who's hanging with him and other people? Ghislaine Maxwell, of course. Virginia Roberts Guffrey, who is the one who is claiming that uh, Prince Albert and the whole thing. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, Prince Andrew, sorry. I mean, to confuse the two, Prince Andrew. And uh, Bill Clinton. <laughs> Bill Clinton. Wow, shocking. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, and Eddie said, I saw him there. I was there with him. I saw him. <sighs> I want every single person involved in this to be revealed. And Bill Clinton, I think, is a huge <laughs> piece of that pie, man. He, the, the, the way he is revered to this day by women <laughs> is mystifying to me. Of course he's hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. How many times was he on the plane? The logs show, what, over a dozen times? I thought it was 26, this, I thought. 26 to this island? Come he said, on. Get this. He get, the, he get this. He said one that he was on there one time. Right. The pilot kept a log of everybody was on there. And, it, you know, the pilot said it was like 26 times, something like that. <laughs> and I'm thinking, Bill must be saying, now, what do you mean by on the plane? You know? It, it, it depends on what you mean by the word. The <laughs> it depends on what you mean by the word plane. <laughs> was I on the plane? Technically, you know? I was on the plane, but I wasn't on the plane. Uh, you know, uh, I wasn't on the plane. Uh, yes, yeah, exactly. He's an absolute creep and a scumbag. He really is. And he I really want to is. Yeah, yeah. I, I've um, had to I don't know if he was involved his... in this at all. I yeah. have no idea. But you know, I'm with you. I think that everybody who was involved should be exposed and i don't care how high it goes i don't care if it is presidents and princes or whoever right if they are guilty of this or well-known attorneys or whatever if they're guilty of it they got to go to jail and i'm cool with this being a lifetime deal Th to me yeah. 
That's one of the things, Sean, that is inviolable. You do not violate a child. So I'm not saying anybody did it. I'm not, I'm not accusing anybody of anything. What I'm saying is whoever was involved, if they were doing it, man, go, go, go bye-bye. You'll see you later. See ya. Right. I mean, I get get them on here in the states. Get them on Rico. You know. I mean, it's a criminal enterprise. I mean, uh, that's what it is. Whatever. I want everybody revealed. Uh, you know, we, I tell you what. When it happens, and if it happens, you're not only going to see our government lose a whole bunch of folks, but Hollywood's going to lose a whole bunch of folks. I was say, man, the entertainment. Those world. two communities yeah, are going to yeah. shake out a lot of people. I, I believe man. when this thing is, if this thing ever comes to light. You yep. know, and I hope it does because this is horrible. And we've heard about this for years. We've heard murmurs, well, mumblings, and buzz about this. That's right. And my point is, it, your status in life, or your former status in life, or whatever, shouldn't should not be a covering for you. Too often it is. Like if it was if it was John Ed John 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 on the street, you know, they just busted him for it. Well, he's going to go. I'm going to tell you right, right now, he's going to go. Yeah. But these guys that move in that upper echelon, they got all kinds of protection for them. And you're never convinced me unless you have. And I don't even know that I'd be convinced by this because you can mess around with video. But unless you have a video of Jeffrey Epstein actually killing himself, you're not going to convince me he killed himself right. for one minute. Sorry, no, I don't, don't do it. I don't believe it. Doesn't make any sense. Uh-uh. You know. Uh-uh. And and uh, so that, I, also to tie, to tie it into some of the stuff that we're dealing with stateside, when, when I hear this endless complaining about and preaching about slavery in America, and oh, we need reparations, and we still have this huge dark cloud hanging over our nation. Oh my God! If if half of what we know about this alleged pedophile ring is true, you still have underage girls being you know marketed and sold. In, right on, on this planet why right don't now. you care about them why don't you do something about them they're slaves they're living in Absolutely. slavery Absolutely. you know uh there's all kinds of active slavery right now but uh, again with the left when it comes to underage girls or women in general they talk a good talk uh but they'll toss any chick under the bus if they have to <laughs> well, they're, well, hey, they will. There, there, there are active accusations against their presidential uh, uh, contender against right. Joe Biden, Biden, and and the, the 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 accusations that have been made, much less the videos that we have actually seen right. of hair sniffing and all that other stuff. But there's an actual accusation of rape from a woman, and look how quickly that's been. Sw- anybody talk about that anymore? I don't want to talk about that. Anybody bring that nope. up anymore? Yeah. No, it's just Joe being and Joe, Trey. <laughs> what what happened to the whole thing? What happened to we have to believe all women? What happened to that? And that the yep. left preached that for years. We have to believe all women. We have to believe all women. And and what did Kamala say to Christine Blasey Ford? Honey, I believe you. I oh, believe you. Honey, sugar. Remember I that? Believe you. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it depends on who the woman is. <laughs> right. <laughs> so whether or not and whose side? Whose side she's on? Yeah, and right. whose side she's on and who she's accusing. That's that's what it comes down to for the people on the left in this country. It's kind of like we go back to either black lives matter all the time or they don't matter. Either right. the N-word is offensive all the time or it's not. You know, It's like you can't pick and choose. You but can't say. That's I know they, it. I, they pick and choose. Pick and right. choose. It, it, when you require several different standards at once to support your sense of yourself or your agenda, you're a pretty screwed up human being. But again, I don't think they even care about the hypocrisy being so obvious because uh, they're playing to the moron crowd, and, and the moron crowd doesn't really ask a lot of questions, a lot of pesky questions. Yeah. They don't do that. They just accept, accept, accept. Okay, yeah. And that's what they've been doing with Bill Clinton for the entirety of his political career. It's just looking the other way, looking the other way. He's one of ours. He's I, he's Bill Clinton. He can't be guilty of this stuff. And again, yeah, uh, how many women did Hillary Clinton throw under the bus who you know were victims coming out and speaking their truth, and uh, she held them in nothing but contempt, and so did that whole political establishment. So you know they they, they have no validity on on this stuff whatsoever. But hopefully, yeah, yeah Bill's Bill uh, Bill Clinton is dragged out into the light. All these scumbags are dragged out into the into the light. Whoever it is, whoever I don't care who it is. I don't care how high it goes. They need to be revealed. In Los Angeles, the county supervisors voted to put defunding police on the November ballot, so the people be able to vote for that. And they're talking about taking eight hundred and eighty million, so say a billion dollars, away from the police and reinvesting that money into direct community investment alternatives to incarceration. So it's called Uh reimagining L.A. County. 
and they're talking about uh, the existence of systemic discrimination, exclusion, inequity, targeting blacks, and yielding racial injustice and racial inequality. So in order to to do this, what they're going to do is take a billion dollars or thereabouts away from the police and give it to black businesses, and they're prescribing the use of community-based restorative justice among its alternatives to incarceration. So one of the things they'll be doing is uh, they're going to automatically say that if you're black, you, you, we, we, that necessarily means we're probably not going to send you to jail. <laughs> so that's justice under, equal justice under the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is L.A. County, okay? Right. Who's going to suffer the most as a result of this? People who can't afford to leave L.A. County because everybody else is going to take off. Yeah, they're locked down into it. Well, it's already one of the most dangerous places in the country. It's always been that. Yeah, who wants to be there? And you're like, less cops in L.A. County. That makes sense to you folks. Right. Good luck with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck with that. And giving a billion dollars to exclusively to uh, black-owned businesses and saying there's too many blacks in jail, so we're going to do a quota, and mm. the percentages of blacks in jail are too high, so we're just not going to put blacks in jail anymore. So that's equal well, justice no, under the law as well. So that's Well, that's the demise of justice, because justice is true. Of course it is. Of course okay. it is. You can't mete out justice based on a quota. It, it stops being <laughs> based justice on skin at color. that point. You know? On well, skin color. Got, Right, we, we got way too many, you know. So stop right there. Can't put any more away. Can't put any more whites away. Can't put any more, you know. What these, these people have just lost their minds. That's they what's are. happened to 2020. It's cost you your brain. All right, uh, quick break here. We we'll come back more. Where and I'm on the other side. Uh, I want to say here for uh, for Pecos Fence Company that they are truly one of the best uh, organizations you're going to deal with, and the best when it comes to fencing. There's no doubt in my mind about that. When they uh, sell you the materials it's the highest quality materials you get the best deal too it's all about value so you get the best deal when you're buying the materials from them i recommend that i mean if you can swing a hammer you can build a fence or you can repair your fence so i mean they'll do it for you they got the guys to do the labor don't don't think that they can't come out and build a fence or repair a fence or whatever because they can they've done it for me they did a great job but when it comes to uh, the materials, they have the materials, and they beat the pants off of the big box stores. You save so much money by going to Pecos Fence Company than you do paying the big box stores. And you know why that is. Big box stores have all kinds of costs that are built into each piece, each stick of lumber. If you can get it from the big box store, because they can barely get anything. Well, they've got it at Pecos Fence Company. So give them a call right now for all of your lumber needs. 210-655-5656. They'll take great care of you. Tell them Trey Ware sent you. That's News is happening fast. Stay connected. 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We are continuing to monitor and monitor particular hotspots across the south, southwest, and the west. And we're seeing indications that our strong mitigation efforts are working very well, actually. Chris, put that record in A rotation, baby. That's awesome right there. I like that a lot. That's groovy, baby, groovy. Who is that? Uh, we got us. Uh, yeah, who is that? Anyway, we got us a, uh, a mishmash of stuff we're talking about this morning. Right. You're offended by people being offensive on social media, flipping the uh, camera off every time somebody takes a picture of them, right? Oh, we were just talking about how I, I, I just noticed it's a thing on, like, social media where people are just a con- – they're either giving a peace sign or they are got the middle finger going. And I mm. always thought that was kind of an interesting thing to do on social media. Uh, yeah, I want to be your friend. Thanks for flipping me off. I never really mm, understood yeah. it, you know. I never, like, is that supposed yeah. to look cool or what? I don't know. But yeah, uh, I know a lot of the biker guys that I know, that's something that they have done. You know, you see pictures of them and they're doing that. You know, I'm, I'm old school where that's concerned. It used to be I would never do anything in public and really in private, too, that my grandmother couldn't see. Right. Um, and I really now now it's the other way around. Uh, if it's something I don't want my granddaughter see me doing, I'm not going to do it. man. sorry. Forget about it. Right, right, right. You know, you know? Uh, I, I, you know, it depends on 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 situa- It's situational for me for for the most part. But like the middle finger, I I never use that unless I mean it. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, of course. And, and, and these days, it just feels like uh, you know everybody's it's, using uh, it. It's it's the it's the new cool 
thing yeah. to do, and I never understood how that's supposed to be cool. Well, <laughs> yeah, it really shows. You know what it does? It shows a lack of intelligence. Is what it is. You're not you, if you're using that like that. It's it's a lack of intelligence. My my fingers are so torn up from football, I can't make the middle finger stick. You can't even do it. You can't physically make a middle finger, can you? <laughs> I can't do See, it if I are. wanted to, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's All funny. right, serious. Let's get serious here. Let's get serious. serious. Uh, serious. This thing over in Beirut, man. Um, mm, you right. know. It, ammonium nitrate can explode like that. We know that because in the 1900s, early 1900s, we had an explosion of ammonium nitrate on a ship in Texas City, which is between Houston and Galveston, and it just annihilated that entire, where Highway 45 is now between Houston and Galveston, was gone, just disappeared, and everybody with it. And so it can do that. We saw it happen in West a few years ago. We saw it happen in the Murrah building in Oklahoma when Timothy McVeigh used it to blow that place up. So... That stuff is an incredible bomb, so it could be that. And they said they were housing that in a warehouse from 2014, and something hmm, something set it off yesterday. Or, as I told you off the air, could be you know somebody saying, it's enough of this Hezbollah business, we're going to take care of that. Um, I don't really know. I don't, I, I don't know if that was Hezbollah munitions and some country <clears throat> on the face of the earth got sick of Hezbollah bombing them. Or if that's ammonium nitrate. I have no idea. I, I do know that this is going to be a game changer in the Middle East because this, I, I don't think Lebanon comes back for this, or at least Beirut doesn't. They, they, were, they were hanging by a thread anyway. They had no economy left. They were under a severe stress with COVID. Right. Uh, you know, the, it's just a horrible, it was a horrible situation in Lebanon before this. I don't see how they make it past this and survive as a country. I, don't, I just don't. I don't know. Your heart goes out to those folks. I mean, honestly, I, mean, I, 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 I'm with you. I don't. We don't know what happened. You know, I think it could be either or. I, I find it odd that what two thousand pounds of this stuff would have been lying around since 2014. Uh, that part of it just seems weird to me. But again, that could be the absolute truth. But certainly, it was weird to see, and I, I hadn't seen the video. I, I was, uh, I had just woken up from a nap, and I was. Skin, oh uh, skimming Facebook all of a sudden, and people are like, "Did Beirut just get bombed?" And I'm like, "What?" Mm, that's uh, incredible. And I, I found the video. It's like, "Whoa, <laughs> that was no well, little explosion, you know, man!" Whoa. Everybody is a is a news reporter now because everybody's got a camera in their pocket. So I right. saw at least a dozen videos yesterday of people who were right there, and I don't mm. know if those people live. Their camera survived, obviously. But some of them were so close, they were. But one guy was on top of a like an apartment complex or something, right. and he was blown into the pool because you see all this water splash. Another guy was in an office building, and he's filming it. And then the because there were two explosions, the first one that caused the fire, and a bunch of little ones. That's where they got the firework factory thing in their heads because there were a bunch of right, like fireworks. Right. And then all of a sudden, the massive boom. You know, they felt that in Cyprus, 180 miles away. 180 I, I, miles away. I don't doubt. I was watching uh, one of the videos, because you're right, people, all these different video perspectives, and uh, there were some guys working on a boat that looked like they were quite a, far, a, a fair piece off the shore uh, when it went off, and you could see it sweep over their deck i mean from that far away i mean it it, it was exactly. again no little thing what do we have yeah. upwards of three to four thousand folks who have been injured i mean the well, death count we can't see even, we're not gonna that's know. the thing you don't know because there. i don't want to be gross but there are bodies that don't exist anymore and right. something like that right so it's going to take, if they can ever figure it out, it's going to take a long time to figure out exactly how many were killed and exactly how many were injured. And I'm not really sure they're ever really going to know for sure because, as I said, some of those, some of the bodies of dead people just don't exist anymore. It's totally, total incineration, just gone. Well, the other aspect of it, too, and again, not to diminish the tragedy of it, no. That, didn't we all sort of have that feeling uh, as we watched the videos of that explosion that if a bad guy did set off a dirty bomb in L.A. or in New York or in some major city, that that's what it would look and feel like? Oh, you man. know, I mean, it, it, you kinda, I kind of had that thought like, whoa, you know, it, oh, you, you could put that size of an explosion in a briefcase yeah. and just leave it somewhere. You know, I mean, it's it, it really apart again from the horrible reality of it. Yeah, it kind of sent a chill down my spine because I realized well, that's probably what it would look like. 
you know, well, we had a guy set something off, some sort of. Small we had a guy try Central Park, remember? And it was yeah. a hot dog vendor that caught him. A guy selling a hot dog uh. from a from a cart in New York caught him and kept him from blowing up Central Park, or not Central Park, but uh, Times Square. All right, so uh, Washington Post ran an op-ed by two ornithologists arguing now that bird names need to be changed because they're racist. Uh, uh, Gabriel Foley. <laughs> Oh, Gabriel uh, Foley and, and Jordan Rudder, two ornithologists uh, who started the website Bird Names for Birds, are maintaining that the many name, bird names that include references to such people cast long, dark shadows over beloved birds and represent colonialism, racism, uh, stop. And, inequ- and inequality. Uh, hold on. Uh, I'll be all right in a minute. Black bird. We got to call it something else. Uh, we can't call it a black bird. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, it's long <laughs> overdue that we acknowledge the problem of such names, and it's long overdue that we should change those names. So, right, obviously, when you look at a grag or a, a black bird, you're like, God, that just makes me think of black people in slavery. That's so horrible. I, you know, that bird well, being called. Actually, that. they referred to actually they referred to 1836 Battle of San Jacinto, cutting the heads off of Mexicans to send to uh, people, and they wrote for Audubon. This may have been just another way talking about Mr. Audubon from the Audubon, James Audubon, John James Audubon. Mm. And for Audubon, this may have been just another way of practicing science, but his actions hardly align with modern values and his scientific contributions do not excuse him from judgment. So whatever he named the birds, whatever John James named the birds, you, that's, what, that's what we need to change, because he was such a racist. He was a racist. So because he that's was a right. racist. Oh, my God. So because <laughs> he was a racist. That's right. You have yeah. to change the yeah. name of every stinking bird he named, whether uh-huh. the name itself has any basis in racism or not. Yeah. Well, as an, uh. as an example, as an example, you have Bachman's Sparrow, who was a Bachman was a pro-slavery reverend. You have McGowan's Long Spur, who shares a name, who shares a name with a Confederate general, McGowan. Uh. You have Hammond's Hammond's Flycatcher who was named for a doctor that performed anatomical studies on people. You have Ben Dyer's Thrasher, named for a U.S. major who fought Native Americans. And you have Townsend's Warbler, a bird whose namesake dug up Native Americans to study their skulls. We have to rename them all. We can't Gotta rename the Warbler, go. man. I can't, I'm not going to get a nice rest until we rename the Warbler. Here's the deal. Those are a couple of ornithologists that, number one, they wanted some attention to their website right? because they mentioned their website. But number two, they're really bored and they needed something to do. Yeah, because my whole it. reaction is, who cares, man? The birds don't care. We don't care. No. You know what's you, funny about these known. things? I would have When people bring up this stuff, they end up putting a spotlight on the very thing they say should be banned. You know what I mean? Like, who would have ever thought that a freaking warbler Nobody. had a racist name? You don't think about that, but no, now no. it's in our minds, isn't it? You know, so I, I, yeah, a hobby, something, man, stamp collecting, do something. You know, not stay away from well, bird watching, but you know, try. Nancy and I else. got into bird watching this year, and it's it's kind of weird, really? but yeah. we uh, we put out a couple of bird feeders this year, and it really attracted the birds. So now we put the water out for the birds, and we're watching the birds, and we laugh and we enjoy it. It's the greatest thing in the world. And along come two guys that just want to screw up my fun. You know what I'm saying? I'm having yeah. a good time. It's a it's great, great release of everything bird that's going watching, on in the world. Man. The, well, I'm just saying, the, the news is terrible. Sports, I can't watch that anymore because they're just telling me what's going on in the news right. over and over again, you know, and they're kneeling and doing stupid stuff in sports now. So every once in a while, it's great on a weekend morning to sit outside with my cup of coffee and watch the birds have a good time. Nature, man, and listen to them sing and all that. And here come these two dudes, obviously a couple of left-wing jerks who just want to screw up my bird-watching fun. They need, a good quick, they need a quick kiss in the butt is what they kick you in the butt. You can't even enjoy bird-watching in today's world yeah. without it going yeah. political. Let's take a break. Uh, it all. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. More Wire Rhyme on the other side. You know, when it's time to take care of your teeth, and if they're crooked, you know, you never had them straightened, or if they're yellowish and stained and all of that stuff, then what you need to do is contact my friends right now at Orsati Dental, 210-479-8989. They'll straighten your teeth with uh, the clear alternative to braces, which is called Invisalign. Wow, it's the coolest, coolest thing. No more metal wires in your mouth. This summer special 
You know, it's usually $4,500 to get this done. Now it's $3,800, but right now only. They can not only straighten your teeth, they can whiten your teeth. They can get you into great dental health, which is important for your overall health. They have four great dentists trained at the University of Texas, and they're on top of your dental health right now, like they've been doing now for more than 35 years. That's Orsati Dental, 210-479. iTunes or Spotify. It is time, as happened in the Nixon presidency, What happened in the Nixon presidency? A group of Republicans led by the great conservative Barry Goldwater and by the minority leader of the House and by the Republican leadership marched to the White House and said to Richard Nixon, you are unfit to remain in office. You must leave the presidency. We will no longer support you. Something similar has got to happen in some kind of conscience rendering by Republicans to save us and to save lives in this country. Okay, so how did he break the law, Carl? As Carl Bernstein, another guy who's overstayed his welcome, right? Trying to stay relevant by just it throwing incendiary things dude. out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what did he do? What, what, what would they remove him for? So what did he do that's illegal, Carl? And you know, that's the thing about the cancel culture. So he's fully, he's all in on the cancel culture, trying to cancel the president. Uh, he never says what the president did that violated any law that would require removing him from office. Nixon he was didn't clear. do anything that broke the law that right. requires him to be removed from office. Right. They, there's no answer The Nixon for it. thing was clear. We know yeah. what Nixon did. But uh, what, what was the law, the constitutional presidential law, because like it or not, he does have some other, uh, he has some leeway to do some things, but specifically what has he done that would cause a removal from office? And they can't answer that because the, the answer is nothing. It's not there. It's not there. Right. I mean, we get people that call the show all the time that can't tell you. You know, I mean, I, I went on my show yesterday and asked, well, if you're a Democrat and you're voting for Joe Biden, do you feel good about that? I mean, how, how are you, yeah. you know, feeling good about that vote? Right. And a dude called up, and he said, well, i got to vote for him because Trump's so bad. And I'm like, all right, well, why is Trump bad? Well, come on, Sean, he just is. You know, there's never an answer. You well, know, whether you're Carl Bernstein or some dude calling a talk radio well, show in San Antonio, here's there's what's no really, answer for it. Here's what's really about offensive about Bernstein, but it's also revealing about how the left feels about this. Bernstein wants to cancel your opportunity to vote. He wants to take that away from you. He wants to take away your vote because he wants to get rid of the guy that you, I'm talking about people who are Trump supporters, would vote for. So they, he wants to remove your chance to vote for the guy that you want to vote for. That's the first thing. Second right. thing is it also shows you how scared they are of his reelection because they want him removed from office before there can be an election. Before the next election, they want him out of office so that you can't reelect him. So there are, you know, they're panicking. They're freaking. Don't you think it's like there's two reasons for that too? When you think about it, in that, well, Joe first Biden's off, the primary you know, they, reason. They don't. Well, they don't. Well, they don't want their him candidate. To, well, their candidate's an idiot. They, they don't want Trump seating another Supreme Court justice first and foremost. Oh, of course, right. Uh, and then beyond, just so their their general hatred of. Him,